is not the God of confusion. That is in the word. It's in the Bible. He's not the God of confusion. Okay? So, if you're confused, if you're saying, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what to do. I have so many things on my plate. I, you know, it could be all kinds of questions. And I think God wants us to say, he wants to say to us this morning, he is the loving father with arms of love that says, come to me and I will give you rest. That's scripture. So he wants us to rest. It says in the word that in the end days, he's going to use the weak, right? We think he's going to use the strong and the mighty warrior, but he can't because the mighty warrior is too consumed with himself being a warrior. He's going to use the weak. And you know what that means? Does it mean that he's going to use weak people who can't lift any weights or can't do anything? No, it means he's going to use the people who've said, without Jesus, I am nothing. He's going to use the people who say, Jesus, I submit everything to you. My strength, my mind, my body, my heart. That's the hardest one because <laughs> we protect that thing. But he's going to use us as we surrender. It's about surrender. It's about submission. One of the ways we can submit to God is to praise him, guys. Do you know that? Like, doesn't it feel awkward sometimes, like, praising God and worshiping God sometimes? Like, it's hard, and we're like, oh, we got to get in it. We got to get into it. And we do because we're flesh. So we got to give ourselves that time to get before God and just say, God, say it with me. God, I surrender to you. I surrender my arms. Can you hold, hold out your arms? Because you know what it says in the Bible? It says, lift up holy hands. So how do we lift them up? With our arms. So we're going to surrender it to him. I'm going to tell you, when I first learned, because I used to go to a Baptist church as a kid, and they never clapped. They never did any praise because they didn't believe in it. They, I still think they don't. <laughs> but... When I went to, when my dad found this church where they, they were like praising God, they were like clapping and dancing, like shuffling their feet and rejoicing, like laughing and shouting. And when I was, and I was like your age, your ages, maybe more like Ephraim's age. And I would go and at first I was nervous, but then I learned, like, I would go with my sister Judy, and I know I've told you this before, but she went to a Pentecostal church, and they would lift their hands, and I would be like, oh, no, 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 right? That's what I, because, why? It's surrender. It's like surrender, but I'm going to tell you, when you practice it, even if you can't do it here with all of us, do it at home. Do it in the shower. Lift your hands up to God and sing out like you know, what's the saying they say? Like, dance like nobody's watching. And that's how we got to worship. Like, nobody, like, close our eyes and worship like nobody's watching. Okay, like, close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. I'm close gonna your eyes. Like nobody's watching. <laughs>
Oh, I can't do that. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> Look at Ollie. He's going. Go on, show him all. Show so us. Do it, Ollie. Show us how to dance like no one's watching. God's got us here for a reason, guys. And He's going to get you ready. All you got to do is come and say, God, I can't do it, but you can do it through me. God, I don't know what to say, but you can give me the words. That's what he told Moses when he went before Pharaoh. Remember that? I mean, we all know the movie. We saw the Disney movie. <laughs> we all know that Moses said, God, I can't talk to the Pharaoh. And they say that Moses stuttered. Yeah, he stuttered. And so he was like, you're asking me to talk to the Pharaoh? And I stutter, <laughs> you know? Like... And God says, hey, I'll give you the power when you need it. And that's what he's saying to us this morning. So part of worship is just coming and surrendering to him. It's like surrender our arms, surrender our legs, surrender our feet, surrender our voice, surrender our pride, right? Like the Lord spoke to me this morning and the one thing about traditional church, which is, can be beautiful, and the choirs are beautiful, and everybody sings on key, and they practice, and they everything is perfect, and the instruments are perfect, and the sound system's perfect. But guess what? When we try to be perfect, sometimes God can't enter into that situation. So we just have to surrender. Now, don't get me wrong. You can say, I'm going to commit my voice to the Lord, and I'm going to practice like Ephraim's practicing the piano. Ephraim, I'm going to tell you right now, play for Jesus. That's who you need to play for, Jesus. And every song, devoted to him. And though that's a wonderful thing when we say, I'm going to give my all to Jesus. But the Lord said to me this morning, the problem with the choirs that are perfect and the problem with the bands that are perfect and the instruments that are perfect is that there's so many people who say, I can't do that, right? Right? Who say, I can't do that. I, I'm not good enough. You know, I, I'd have to practice first. I'd have to, you know, spend hours and hours of practice and Jesus is like, <laughs> I don't care. I just want you to worship me. I just want you to worship me. And we think about like worship, like songs and music, right, guys? Like even, let me tell you, boys, with the rhythm instruments, do you know that there's a verse that says, clap your hands, all ye people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. God loves rhythm. He created it. So when you clap and you dance and you sing, do it for the Lord. All right. So, Lord, we just come to you this morning. We praise you for this group of people that came out today. We thank you for them, and we pray, God, Holy Spirit, come on us with fire. Come on us with power. Come on us with love. That we would love you so much that our love would reach out to those who need you. Yes. That we wouldn't keep it to ourselves. 
but we would let our light shine. And so we come to you, Lord, this morning, because you're a God of love and you're a God of mercy, and you hold us, you comfort us, you cry with those who are crying, and you rejoice with those who are rejoicing. So let's just surrender to the Lord this morning and enter into, like, worship, to praising him. Saves our soul from sin, from fear and doubt and anger. He saves our soul from everything that the enemy wants to attack us with. He is our savior. He is our rescuer. And I'm telling you, when I, when I say, does anybody want to give a testimony, I'm telling you this because when we speak our testimony, it says, what does it say that the church has victory through Chris? Blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Say it in the mic. Blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And when you sing, you need to sing in the mic. You're like four feet back. I'm standing back now. I'm up here. But you, I was watching you. You were too. Well, you were about five inches back. <laughs> well, we were ten. And they were back, they were at least. So when we speak into the atmosphere, the, the air, the air in this room, and we praise, we're speaking praise to God, a sovereign God, guess what? The enemy has to flee. The chains are broken. And that's what the Lord told me today. Pray that the chains in my own life would be broken. Amen. Broken. Yes. But no more Satan. No more. We're not going to listen to you. So if you have a testimony, don't be afraid. If you have a word, don't be afraid. Speak it into the air. Speak your praise. Speak your thanks. Sometimes just starting. Do you boys have anything you're thankful for? What are you thankful for? A roof over your house. A roof over your head and a house. Amen. Thank How you, about Jesus. Anything. 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 Because they made him that tall and that tall. <laughs> Ali's thankful for God. <laughs> and Ephraim's thankful for God. And Jack, too. <laughs> Amen. How about you girls? You got anything to thank God for? What are you thankful for? <laughs> Can you think of anything? Come on. Family. Family. That's a good one. Think of, you can think of one thing. Look around the room. Like, I'm thankful for Grandpa's jacket on the chair. I'm thankful to be able to walk around on my own. Amen. Well, I mean, it's bad. It's a big thing. Okay, who else? Come on, you two over there. Being here. Amen. We're glad you're here, girl. Gracie. Gracie's thankful for reconciliation. Okay, Anna, your turn. Um, I would say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, amen. 
blessing. All Paul, short and tall. <laughs> All creatures great All and small. Creatures great and small. All, All creatures short and tall. Short and tall. <laughs> what are you thankful for, Chris? I'm thankful that we have Joe here to help us with everything. <laughs> Wow, yeah, there you go, Joe. Joe's got all this wisdom and knowledge when it comes to home. The chains over your life. All of us, from time to time, day to day, the enemy is going to try to put chains on us. Why? To hold us back. And he's not going to just put chains on us. He's going to put them on our family, our children, our grandchildren, our uncles, our aunts, our fathers, our mothers. Listen, we are God's warriors here this morning. And as we speak Jesus over your family, and I just feel in my heart, uh, Annie's testimony, but all of our testimony, we want our family to be free. We want our family to be set free. We want us to be set free. We need to shout and speak the name of Jesus over them this morning. Make this more than a song. Make it a proclamation. Make it a decree in the spiritual realm. Satan, you have to leave our families alone in Jesus' name. And this group this morning, we join our faith together. Amen? Do we join our faith together? Say amen. Amen. Lord, we join it together that the chains would be broken in the name of Jesus. Let's say his name, Jesus. Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus. All right. And we just. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, you should. Oh, yeah, put your mouth, lift right up. He put his whole mouth on it. Uh-oh. In the first time. Yeah, like, like, raspberry. Like, raspberry. Yeah, like raspberry. Yeah. There you go. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Over every heart and every mind. Shh. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Come on down, Grace. Time to take up an offering. Amen. Gracie does it. It's her job. He runs like the Grinch. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord Jesus, for this day. We thank you for the tithes and offerings that you're brought and that you're bringing into this place that you've brought in. I pray, Lord God, that we would glorify you, that we give you praise, and that we would use it to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Go ahead. Well, here's my sermon right now.
It's the Word of God. <laughs> Amen? Can't go wrong by the Word. Hey, I believe there's breakthroughs happening today. Amen? In worship. I'm untangling my cord. It's all a mess. Alright, if you got your Bibles, you can open up to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to be reading through all of 2 Timothy chapter 2 today. Right from the Word of God. Can't go wrong. So Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray, Father, for your anointing and your blessing. I pray that, Lord God, what I read out of your Word would speak to our hearts. And that our hearts would be open to receive all that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I read this morning <clears throat> that a man should not have his head covered when he prays. So I'm taking off my hat, but I don't care what my hair looks like. So who cares? But a woman should always have her head covered when she prays. And that's why God gave woman beautiful long hair, and that a man should not have long hair, it said in the Word. So, I, I mean, that's what, that's what Paul was telling to the Corinthians. So just so you know that, a man, a woman's supposed to have her head covered when she prays, and that's why she has the beautiful hair. Samson was different. He, was a, he had a Nazarite vow. Where God told him, specifically told Samson not to cut his hair. So Samson was different in the Bible, okay? If God tells you to do something, you obey God. I'm just saying what the Word of God said in Corinthians, what Paul was teaching. <clears throat> so, I took my hat off, Lord, as I'm here to read your Word in obedience to you. And, yep, I need a haircut, I know. Go in there this week. What happens when you have hat hair? What'd you call that? Hat hair? Hat hair? Hat hair? Now I brought down my other hat to wear, but then when God said, don't wear it, a man should not have his head covered, then I thought maybe I should just shave it all off because there's not much left there, anyways. What do you think, hon? Should I shave my hair off? Go bald? No? Golly, yeah, sure. Uh, Ephraim. <laughs> you look cool. Alright, 2 Timothy chapter 2. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Remember last week I talked to you about being soldiers in Christ? That we are soldiers in the kingdom of God? I didn't get to the point where I was talking about uh, our weapons that are, aren't carnal, or mighty, able to pull down strongholds. We don't, fight, we don't fight the enemy like we would fight ourselves. It's a spiritual battle. Amen? And that God is ready to deploy us, His army. His army here on heaven, our army here on earth, <laughs> his soldiers, we've enlisted when you've asked Jesus in your heart, it's like taking the oath to join the military. 
Amen? So share, share in the sufferings as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in the concerns of civilian life. He seeks to please the commanding officer. So we can learn from that as we seek to please God. Amen? Since we've enlisted in the God's army, we seek to please God. We seek to please Jesus. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Right? You can't get an award unless you run the race according to the rules. Right? You can't get a, you can't get a trophy unless you finish the finish, unless you cross the finish line according to the rules. And they have rules, as you kids know, and running track, you got to stay in your lanes, you can't cross over, you can't block people. You know, there's rules that you have to follow. Even in basketball, we learned yesterday that you can't walk a lot. <laughs> you can't move your feet a lot, huh? Even in basketball, there's rules. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to get a share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead and descended from David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer to the point to being bound like a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. This is why I endure all things, for the elect, so that they also may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. Is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Amen. Remember them of these things, or remind them of these things, and charge them before God. Not, not to fight about words, right? We don't fight about words. We don't argue with each other with words. This is useless, and it leads to the ruin of those who listen. Be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed. Right? We don't need to be ashamed by the gospel of Christ Jesus. We don't need to look for man's approval. All we need to look for is God's approval, and he's already approved you. Amen? God already approves of you. If you can understand that in your heart and get that in your spirit, that you don't need to worry about what people think of you. 
of your friends or some of your family members. You know, we're not, we want them saved. We want them having a close relationship with God. But we are workmen approved by God himself. Right? We're approved by God himself. Correctly teaching the word of truth. Avoid irreverent and empty speech, since those who engage in it will produce even more godliness. Right? How many times have we been in, gotten in arguments with people and just have kept it going? Right? Have we engaged in even more? And then, and then, when you, then you realize that, you know, at some point, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Right? That's what Paul is saying. Don't keep it going. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. It's a waste of time. It produces, it doesn't produce anything good. It produces more godliness or godlessness. Let's put it that way. It doesn't produce godliness, godlessness. And their teaching will spread like gangrene. Right? That's what usually happens. You know, when you get in an argument with somebody and they're right, you know, you're fighting back and forth, fighting back and forth. It just gets bitter in them. It gets, they get bitter. You, get, you end up getting bitter. And that's the godlessness. And then it just keeps spreading through. And, you, and it seems like something you can't ever let go of in your life. And that you, like, you hold that, you remember that thing about that person forever. Well, it's like today when we were singing, I believe there was breakthrough for that. To be able to be set free from that bitterness. To be able to be set free. You know. Break every chain. You know as we were singing. Let's not produce godlessness. But let's produce godliness. In our lives. In our thoughts. In our speech. And in our conversations with our friends. Amen. Avoid all the empty, irreverent, and empty speech. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Now these two names I might butcher, but bear with me. Hymenius and Philetus are among them. They have departed from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place and are ruining the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, bearing this inscription, The Lord knows who are His. Amen? Amen. The Lord knows who are His. We have so much teaching out there right now that is just destroying our family and it's destroying our children. We, that is false teaching. And they teach it like it's truth. It's not truth. The only truth that is out there is God's sure foundation. Amen. God's word is the ultimate truth. You can take everything that the world has to offer and you put it to God's word. And God's word is the moral standard of truth or false or lie. What I like is this, 
Even though all this thing is going on, even though all these teachings and people are trying to pull you astray and their teaching spreading, you know, it's like a little yeast and a little bit of bread goes a long way is what the Bible says. It's spreading like that little yeast throughout the whole body of Christ. Don't listen to that. Stand firm on the foundation of God, which is standing firm on his Bible, on his word. His word will never fail because the Lord knows who are his. And let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from their wickedness. Right? Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also those of wood and clay. Some are for honorable use and some for dishonorable. So if anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable... He will be a special instrument. So think about that for a moment in your lives. Think about that. Anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable. What is that like? That's like turning from sin, right? That's like letting go of sin. That's like being washed pure as snow by Jesus' blood, being cleansed. Being made honorable or being made whole, right? That's what he's talking about. Being made new. How about being a new creature in Christ Jesus, right? When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Holy, the Bible says, and acceptable to the Lord, right? We get rid of the old man. We get rid of the old stuff, all the garbage, the dirt that's on us. And when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and accept the Holy Spirit, we become made new. It's like a good example of that is when you get baptized, right? When John was out baptizing people in the Jordan River, he would dip them down in the water and they would let the water wash away all the sin and all the guilt of the world away. And then they would raise him up out of the water into a new creation. Clean. Amen? That's just what Paul is saying. He said, listen, you are become a new creature. New, a new creature. Creature. <laughs> That's a new word. I think, he, I think we can use that in the dictionary. Creature. A new creature. You've been created to do good works. Now you've gotten rid of the dishonorable things and the sinful nature of your life. Now look forward to the honorable things. And what are the honorable things? Doing good, right? Doing good. It says, he, you, he will be a special instrument, set apart, useful to the master. Prepared for every good work. Wow. Prepared for every good work. Useful. When you get rid of the dishonorable, when you get rid of the old man, when you get rid of all the dirt, you become made new. You become useful. You become set apart. And you become prepared. Now you're prepared for every good work that the Father wants to do in you. Or that God wants to do in you. Not just in you, but through you. To others, amen. Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, 
along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Did you hear? Let me read that again. Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant disputes because you know that they breed quarrels. Right? Just going to make it worse. Don't get involved. Re reject foolish and ignorant disputes. Forget about it. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach, and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil. You see, these people are bound up by the devil. They need to be set free. And they're not going to be set free if we are arguing or disputing, especially if we're arguing and disputing amongst each other, who are called to be brothers and sisters in the Lord, who are called to love each other, right? That's why Paul is saying, get away from all the quarrels, get away from all the disputes, put that all aside, all that foolish talk, it's nonsense anyways. Remember that we're warriors and soldiers in the kingdom of God and that we are ambassadors of Christ Jesus. We are showing the world who Christ is through us. A lot of people watch us and observe us, right? They observe our lives. They observe how we speak, how we talk, how we act, how we live, right? And then a lot of people make their judgments on that, on that person is like, well, I know I know who Chris really is, you know. <laughs> you know, I know how Chris really lives behind Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you know, or, you know. And is that what we want? Is that how our example should be to those people? No, we should be light-bearing, bringing light and truth to their lives so that they can turn to Christ Jesus. It says here, so they can turn and they can repent. They may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil. Because everything else is just a trap of the devil. You know, it keeps them to keep them bound up and in bondage and in slavery. You know, break every stronghold. Burn like a fire. Right? That's what we need to do. Burn like a fire. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap. Who has taken them captive? The devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. See, we don't ever want to be taken captive to do the devil's will, do we? Right? We don't want to ever be tricked into doing the devil's will. We want to be setting people free and doing God's will because we've been made holy. You know, God took the dishonorable out of us and he cleansed us and he made us honorable. Right? When we accept Jesus Christ, he takes all that away and he cleanses us and he makes us a useful tool for his kingdom to be used. Right? That's why, that's why every day we need to pray that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. 
to overflowing. So that way, because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're overflowing, then your house, which you're the, you're, you are the kingdom of God right here, you're representing him that your house is full and it's overflowing with the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generous, self-control. Such things the devil can't touch, basically. And when you're overflowing, there's no room for him to even get a foot in the door. We say that all the time. We say, you know, don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give the devil any room in your life, right? Don't give him any room in that, in that house of yours to get in there. Because once he can get in there, he can open up a wide door. And then he can bring seven more of his, his friends, which are demonic friends, in. And they try to take over the house. That's why, that's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day, and you need to pray. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit today. Help me be an ambassador of Christ Jesus. Help me, not to, help me to die to myself. Help me to put, a, put aside these worldly thoughts, these worldly things, and help me to live for you and to fill me with your Holy Spirit so I don't give the devil a foothold. You know, we should pray that every day. Father, fill me to overflowing. So there's no room for the devil to get a foothold in me, in my mind, in my spirit, in this house. Because this is a God's house that you've cleansed and you've made honorable and acceptable to you. Don't let me dishonor it. Amen? It says here, and we're going to go on a little bit, chapter 3. It says, but know this. Hard times will come in the last days. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. Right? Avoid these people, for among them are those who worm their way into the households and deceive gullible women, overwhelmed by sin and led astray by a variety of passions, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Boy, that sounds like today's, huh? With so much knowledge out there, always learning, but just denying the truth of the gospel. Denying the truth of God's word. Just as Janes and Jambres resisted Moses, so these also will resist the truth. They are men who are corrupt in mind and worthless in regard to the faith. They will not make further progress, for their foolishness will be clear to all, as was the foolishness of Janes and Jambres. But you have followed my teaching. Conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, Iconum, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. 
Did you hear that? The Lord rescued him from them all. Paul. He rescued him from all this stuff. And God will rescue you. He's no different. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue into what you have learned, firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God. All scripture is inspired by God. And it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. Do you hear that? As a man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. All scripture is profitable. All scripture is good for you. God has equipped us with everything we need right here in his word. Amen? Amen. So, Father, I'm going to close with that. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Father, your blessings and your anointing over today's message. Lord, it's straight from your word. You can't go wrong with it, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just let it, let it be in our hearts. Let it, let it be in there, Lord God. Let us ponder it. Let us, Lord, learn from you, Lord Jesus. Help us to remember always that, Lord, you have taken the dishonorable off us. You have cleansed us. You've made us pure, Lord God. Let us not go back that old man but let us look forward to the to the great things you have for us and the great things you have for us to do lord prepare us lord god and help us to prepare and help us to prepare others and i pray this in jesus name amen amen